Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. Jessica Amir is a market strategist, financial educator and presenter. You might have seen her featured on TV, radio and online. The following quick tip is from an episode we recorded a bit over a year ago. There's been a few changes since then. Jessica was working for Saxo Markets, ETF Securities is now Global X, and apparently there's been a change of government. However, the practical tips she describes are still relevant and worth thinking about. We talked about technical analysis and how to start spotting trends using moving averages and understanding RSI and MACD indicators. The process of finding companies about to be added or removed from major indices such as the ASX 200 or the S&P 500 and researching companies that may benefit from changes in government policies. A great place to start is to just think about the companies who are dominating their sectors. So a company like BHP is only going to get bigger. So they've got opportunities of scale. They've got great relationships with China. They've got great relationships with India. I've actually met the CFO of BHP and I kind of got to understand that he's got quite a really good relationship with China. Hmm. So regardless of any potential political tension, it's safe to say Australia's biggest company, BHP, is probably only going to get bigger. And that's because China wants to grow their economy at about 5.5% this year, which means they need more infrastructure and BHP is the biggest supplier of iron ore to Mm. China. So that's kind of an example of picking a company that's growing its market share. In cybersecurity, we spoke about record spending being put 
down on the table by the Aussie federal government. Yep. Over in the US, Joe Biden's also put down record spending for cybersecurity as well. So you can just do a quick Google search, who is the biggest cybersecurity company? Mm. And then so probably up will come CrowdStrike. And so CrowdStrike, the majority of their business, I think it's 98% of their business, they actually supply contracts to the US government, all the various departments. So that is only going to grow. Mm. And then this company will probably uh, be lent on by the private sector. And so that that's an example of uh, commodities and cybersecurity. So yeah, in the consumer discretionary sector, which I'm not keen on, by the way, mm. nor is our global team, because interest rates are rising. But if you did want to- spending, huh? Totally. And totally. wouldn't inflation presumably as well, the way inflation's going, people are now prioritising food and um, petrol over yep. consumer discretionary? Yeah, totally, totally. So you'd expect consumer discretionary items like, mm. you know, buying a new Bose speaker for your home, it's not going to be front and centre. Yeah. Inflation, the cost of buying your chicken for the family is, yep. is only going to get higher. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we'll just jump to staples. Mm. So in Staples, your chicken. Yeah. So you've got Ingham's chicken on the shelf. So there's only a few leaders in the poultry space. So it's quite easy to do a quick Google search on that. So yeah, regardless of what sector you're looking at, commodities, cybersecurity, defence, logistics, or Staples, think of the biggest brands and then ask yourself, will they be around in 10 years' time? And that's probably a great way to really easily distinguish a leader from a laggard company. Okay, so the next um, thing to look for, and this is an interesting one, is finding companies that are about to be added or removed from an index like the ASX 200 or the S&P 500. How do you find out this kind of information and what does it mean? Yeah, it is really interesting and not many retailers look at it, but the FinTwit space on mm-hmm. Twitter they, they lap love their it up. stuff, don't they? Yeah, yeah they mm. lap it up for breakfast, lunch and dinner. So every quarter, the S&P Dow Jones Indices, so they're a global research organisation, they make the key indices. So they make the key indices that ETF providers, let's say Vanek or BetaShares or ETF Securities, they make all the indices or indexes, whatever you want to call it, however you sit on the grammar fence. Um, But they make the indices that ETF providers copy and then sell ETFs. I don't Mm -hmm. know if is that too pie in the sky, but... Uh, We've discussed it previously on the podcast. Okay, cool. No, where we talked about um, what indices mean. Yeah, I nerd out and geek out on these kind of things. (laughs) Okay, nice. (laughs) But uh, that just means the the weightings of the companies or which companies are actually included in these indices, doesn't it? Totally, yeah. Yeah. The S&P Global Organisation will say at the end of the month, they'll put out an announcement and it will be published on the ASX and it will be also published on their website as well. And then they'll say reviewing quarterly rebalance and then they'll have a list of the top 50 companies, the top 100, the top 200 and the top 500. Mm -hmm. And in that there'll be companies that are going to be added to the ASX 200 and removed. And then you can bet your bottom dollar that investors will take this 
before it actually occurs. So they generally put it out a month before mm. it will take effect, which means investors have got some lead time to look at the stocks, yep. see what sectors they fit in, are they a growth sector, before I guess the fund managers or ETF providers have to compulsively buy stocks. So say, for example, I saw over 11 lithium companies added to the ASX 300, the biggest 300 stocks on the ASX. And then so I dived down and I saw, okay, whereabouts are these lithium companies located that are listed on the ASX that have just grown in size to mm. make them good enough to get into the ASX 300. And then so that's kind of where you'd start your journey. So are these mining companies next to an electric vehicle maker? Because if they're in, say, Africa, for example, that's not very attractive because it means that Tesla will have to go and pay a whole lot of um, haulage to go and pick up lithium from Africa yeah, and then yeah. take it back to the to the mothership to make electric vehicles. That's just an example. So just have a look at that. Just do a quick Google search, see where the company's minds are, and then you can go from there. But bottom line, it's a great way to get ahead of the market, number one. And secondly, it's a great way to get ahead of fund managers before they have to compulsorily buy these stocks that are in an index. So because ETF providers, they rebalance their portfolios every quarter. So they get this from the S&P Global Dow Jones Indices Organization, and then they make their changes to their mm -hmm. portfolios. Yeah. So for example, ETF securities, they might rebalance the ACDC battery minerals ETF based on what they see in S&P Global's announcement. Well, that's an interesting uh, insight to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool yeah. and it's mm -hmm. publicly available. Yeah. So if you don't know where to find it, head to S&P Dow Jones Indices website. Yeah. Or let's say, for example, you know of a stock that was added to an index, you can just find it on the ASX announcements page mm -hmm. on that and then you'll see the whole list of all the stocks that are being added yeah. and removed. Yeah. So the final point in this list is using technical analysis. Now, this is really interesting because a lot of people think of technical analysis as being a little bit like astrology. You're just looking at all the, the lines on the chart and the candlesticks and all of that as some sort of necromancy. But um, <laughs> there's actually valuable information that you can get from looking at charts. Totally, yeah. totally. So some fund managers, believe it or not, feel they base their entire business on just looking at charts. Mm -hmm. Some fund managers just look at fundamentals as in, you know, the, the balance sheets. Yeah, the balance yeah, sheets and everything. Totally. Yeah, yeah. But the really successful investment managers marry the two. Mm -hmm. And so Harvard and countless studies have found that when you combine fundamental research, so looking at the numbers, with technical analysis, like the squiggles on the page of charts, yeah. Yeah. you'll have a better chance of outperforming the market. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really need to go too far into this if you do want to take your stock picking to the next level. So after you've picked a stock, you can sometimes look at a chart and see if it's in an uptrend or a downtrend, like if it's going lower, for example. So I don't know how to describe where you would start on a podcast, but... It's a bit hard because it's a visual thing, isn't it? Yeah, But, but yeah. someone once said to me, all you've got to do is, if you can just see the trend from across the room, like you don't even... 
That's just, exactly right. You look at a price yep. chart of a company and see where the price is going. And if it's going from the bottom left to the top right, it's in an uptrend. If it's going the other direction, it's in a downtrend. It's totally. really simple as that. Totally. And then so just take that philosophy and then apply it to different time zones. Mm. So then look at the company that you're looking at on a weekly basis on a monthly basis and on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. And you can do that with any charting tool or any platform that you use. You just on the drop down, click, you know, week, month, year, and then you can see the trends that are occurring because all markets, all stocks move in cycles. So whether they're trending higher and they have a little bit of a fall and then a little bit of an uptrend, Mm. but they're still trending higher, but it's important just so you're not disappointed it's also an opportunity to look at the downturns for an opportunity to buy in as yeah, well. Yeah. If you're really gung-ho on a company and you know it's going to grow its earnings or you think that they're going to make a big announcement. Yeah, so marry uh, fundamentals with technicals. There's a couple of indicators that I like to look at. Yeah. So three, moving averages. So basically fund managers will use moving averages to sometimes buy in. So they're quant traders. Mm -hmm. So if you just add a moving average line, a 50-day moving average and a 200-day moving average, and then essentially when you look at the two lines when they intersect, it'll tell you when fund managers will be forced to buy in Mm -hmm. or when they sell. So when the short term, the 50-day moving average, falls below the 200-day moving average and they cross. It's called a death cross. Mm-hmm. And it means that fund managers will essentially be selling. If you have the opposite and the short-term crosses the long-term pointing up, then it's called a golden cross. And then you'll see fund managers, quant traders, essentially their programs, whether they're at their desk or not, yeah, yeah. their programs will automatically buy. So that's a great um, technical indicator to add. So it's moving averages, 50-day and the 200-day. The other one, you don't have to do too much. You can just click add and you add RSI. Mm -hmm. And the other one is MACD. You don't have to do anything to those. Just add them on your chart. It's just really easy. So RSI is essentially, it gives you a squiggle and it's, yeah, a bit of a worm. And then so all you have to know is that buying is hot when the squiggle is at the top of the page. And if it starts to turn over, then that and means down, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. then yeah. that the shares could pull back. Mm-hmm. So that would be really valuable to look at that on a monthly chart, for example. And then the other one, the third one, Phil, the MACD, this is also the strength of the buying or the selling. And then so similar similar pattern so you're looking for the squiggles going over so the the worms essentially are going down into the ground yeah and then when it crosses the middle line and then that means that then there's going to be a lot of selling and then on the opposite side of the spectrum you'll see a lot of uh, professional investors buy in when the squiggle picks up off the bottom and then crosses above the middle MACD line. Phil Muscatello and FinPods are authorised reps of Money Sherpa. The information in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't take into account your personal situation. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.